Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. My name is Gerilyn. I am the host, and we talk about all things freedom here, blocks that stand in the way of enhanced freedom, liberation, tips and tricks and tools, and really my own experience along my own path, my own dharmic path. Um, Today, I actually wanted to talk about I'm just going to dive right in like always. I wanted to talk about cell phone freedom. And I wanted to just share sort of an honest update with where I'm at in my relationship to cell phone, cell phone addiction, um, things I've removed from my life in 2020, 2021 to try to lighten the load here. Some of the things I'm seeing because I'm seeing things very differently. We all are, I think, after the last two years. Some of the things some of the things I'm seeing that are happening in the collective that I feel like it's a little bit scary, but I wanted to presence this and give voice to this. Because if there's anything I've learned along my journey with one of my core core values being freedom, is that talking about it. And not putting it on the shelf. I used to always have these chats with my therapist years ago. And she would always say, nothing on the shelf, Gerilyn. Nothing on the shelf, nothing swept under the rug. And that always stuck with me. Um, When we put things on the shelf and we try to avoid the conversation, it really does strengthen its grip on you. And so it's so hard initially, but I think so many of us are craving this conversation. It's happening more and more in the online space, in communities, online and off, where people are talking about, you know, the reality of cell phones today, individual struggles with it, because I think most people struggle. There's probably like a scale, uh, like a sliding scale of what that looks like for different households, different experiences. Obviously, being an entrepreneur is a totally different thing. But um, I feel like, again, we're in this crazy vortex, this initiation right now, where so much wants to come off the shelf, so much wants to be seen and liberated. And when we can bring a voice to it, even when we're not on the other side yet, that's typically what really great teachers of our time will say is like, don't really talk about stuff until you're on the other side so that you have a powerful story or a powerful perspective to mirror for people. And I 100% agree. And I'm going to throw an and onto that with certain topics. I actually think we need to break that rule right now and give a voice to it with the intention when we talk about it. And so I'll share this with you as well. Like my intention with talking about this today is is not to give you advice or fix you. It's solely to pr- to bring presence to this topic um, for anybody who wants to do that. Because when you bring presence to it, there's a little bit of a loosening with respect to the grip that the said problem or whatever has on you. It's like we take it off the shelf and we want to lovingly This is what years of therapy with my Course in Miracles teacher taught me is that when we take things off the shelf, I think so many people don't want to do that because they feel instant anxiety, like, oh my God. (laughs) Um, But we can do it lovingly. So 
let's talk a little bit about cell phone emancipation. Are you being guided towards that? Cell phone freedom, cell phone addiction, kind of your mind. I'm going to talk a lot about mine. A relationship with that, thoughts and feelings we have about that, things we can do to liberate ourselves because that's what I'm leaning into. I have been taking this topic off the shelf and I've been lovingly looking at it the last few weeks. And it's funny, as I'm lovingly looking at it, of course, what's happening is I'm becoming so aware of the unhealthy patterns. And that's usually what happens first. And, and, And again, that's where a little bit of the discomfort comes in. But if you set the intention, and I know this from past experience, if you set the intention to look at this lovingly, it's just so much easier. It's so much easier. So I've got a cup of coffee here today. I've got a a lovely large glass of water. I've got some peppermint essential oil on my temples and I'm, you know, just inviting you in here um, with me to explore this lovingly. So let's talk about this. Um, I, okay. I've had many conversations with friends the last, I would say six months about our relationship with our cell phones. Friends who have had to go offline for a few weeks and take apps off their phone and completely disconnect because the news has been too heavy. Totally get that. Um, Moms. So I had my third baby this year and moms who are in the same boat having like, I think the game really steps up once you have multiple children. So two, three, four and beyond kids, you sometimes just feel like you need a break. For other people, and and this has happened to me, my cell phone has actually at times almost felt like like a nice escape, (laughs) like a nice break. So when you're constantly wiping little bums and putting out fires every day and making food and practicing co-regulation with with little people who don't have fully functioning (laughs) capacities to do that yet, sometimes it feels like a beautiful thing to do to just pull out my phone. I have um, a voice app on there with three or four friends who are, who throughout 2020 and 2021, it's been really um, instrumental for me to have those relationships and to be able to just, while I'm making lunch and my husband has the kids outside or while, again, I'm sneaking away for five seconds because we all need that as parents to just check in with a with an adult. <laughs> like my children are four, two, and now 11 months. And so to be able to have a text message conversation with a fellow mom or to be able to break down something I'm working through with a friend, that's what the relationships I've cultivated on my cell phone in, in communication throughout 2020 and 2021, that's where they have served me. And I'm grateful for that is there have been so many things that have come up through these times and so many conversations and so many triggers that we're working through or shadows that we're working through or hard times that we're working through. And many of I, many of the friends that I have in my life, I'm very blessed, are people who pick things up off the shelf and look at them. Oh, I have goosebumps as I'm saying that. And so I've been able to, like, I, I feel like I could cry saying this actually, Um it's, it's just been such a blessing to be able to have those conversations with people and to just share in a safe space. And so that's where my cell phone has served me. Um, 
But I'm starting to enter a time, the last few weeks, it's felt like I've even had to pull back from that a little bit because I am a a teacher and a believer in energy. And I think the energy in the world right now is so very intense. Um, no matter who you like, who you are or what you're kind of going through. And so it's almost like, and, and I don't know, there's probably again, a spectrum of thought on this and experience. But for me, I'm almost like, oh God, like I have to pull back even more. I deleted Facebook. I know a lot of people did in 2020, or maybe you didn't delete it, but you're just like not as engaged on there. Um, I started a Telegram group because I was very shadow banned at one point on Instagram. And I did that from a place of like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to gather people in a different place. I need to retain my contacts. I need to, I see how that also came from a little bit of like survival thinking, which is fine. I have compassion for that. It's almost like, holy crap, I deleted Facebook. I really only have Instagram. Got to put people kind of over here. And so, but I've even stopped posting in my Telegram group. Like I'm starting to pull back. And it's been this, again, loving attempt to try to look at my relationship to my phone and look at what does balance and harmony even look like here. So I had a few breakthroughs um, this week that I want to share with you because Well, first I had to see my patterns. And I think if this is a topic that you want to explore, just know that 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 typically can happen. Like anything I've had to bust through in my life that brought – sorry, let me say that again. Anything in my life that has brought deeper liberation and freedom and less attachment, I always had to go through like seeing the pattern and like the dirty parts of it first. And I think this is where most people struggle with freedom is – Self-love is actually the greatest sort of um, co-pilot that we need when it comes to freedom and liberation because if we can't love ourselves through looking at the dirty stuff or like the not-so-nice aspects of whatever it is we're working through, it's going to be really hard to set that free because often like A Course in Miracles teaches what the ultimate the ultimate thing we need to set ourselves free is forgiveness and it took me so like it took me until i was 35 years old to understand that but forgiveness is really self love because you're looking through this the lens of love at yourself and what's kind of happening and you're like whoa yeah i i'm super judgmental sometimes or i'm totally addicted to my phone or I have the worst fucking confidence. Holy shit. Like I really struggle in business because I don't believe in myself. I don't believe in the words I'm here to put on the page. I don't believe in whatever. But then we forgive that. For, for I realized it took me 35 years, and I'm going on a side tangent now, but it took me 35 years to learn forgiveness because I was actually learning self-love. And they're the two are interconnected. And it's been... It's, it's been the birth of my three girls that pushed me to learn self-love. So, okay, that's kind of a side tangent. But what I was saying was that if you're kind of vibing with what I'm saying so far, what, what perhaps might happen, whether it's this topic or another topic, that the vortex of the world is pushing 
pushing you into seeing is that you kind of have to look at the dirty parts first. Um, and then there's a, again, there's a love there, but, but other things, other support starts to fall in or other things tend to happen. So what happened for me was I, I went to a yoga class. (laughs) This is so funny. Hold on. I went to a yoga class a few weeks ago and I actually used to be a yoga teacher. So I don't get out to yoga class as much anymore because of my small little tribe of children, but um, it's been almost 10 years, I think, or longer since I've been at the front of the room teaching yoga, but I taught yoga passionately for years. And the whole point of yoga is presence. Like it gets people to really begin an awakened journey because it gets you out of your head, into your body, into your breath, right? And of course, so many miracles come from that. So I went to this yoga class and I couldn't help but notice the energy. And sometimes this just happens. Like some yoga classes are super empowering and the energy in the room is amazing. And other times it's more scattered. But I go to this yoga class and the energy in the room was so shit. Like everybody seemed distracted. The girl beside me had one of those Apple iPhone um, watches. And I've never noticed, I guess, trends or patterns with that before. I don't I don't have one of those. Um, and again, totally non-judgment if you do. I this is just something I noticed. She kept looking at her her phone, which like or whatever, I don't know if you call it a phone, but she kept looking at it while she was practicing yoga. And I kind of like I wasn't judging her at all. I wasn't anything. I I was actually almost like, I see you, sister. Like, because it just sort of reminded me of my life a little bit at home, running around with the kids and multiple times a day, like checking in on my phone (laughs) instead of being present. So there was that. And the teacher actually, the teacher at the front of the room is a, was a friend of mine, is a friend of mine. And she noticed this scattered energy. Yoga teachers are, are good at picking up on this. And she literally said, guys, like, can we practice presence here? Like, can you try to not look at your phones? And again, I chuckled again to myself. And then at the end of the class, it was a hot yoga class and it was so hot and I was like dying. So I sat up in meditation as opposed to lying down in Shavasana because the sweat was just like covering my eyeballs. I was uncomfortable. And I just decided to sit up and breathe. And when the yoga teacher left the room to go get, they get these cold towels to put on your forehead. It was like everybody knew that she left because you could hear the room was dark. Shavasana, you're supposed to be laying on your back with your eyes closed. And it's supposed to be this pose at the end of a yoga class that you just drop. Like you surrender. If you've had a powerful experience, if you've been present and in your body, your body tends to just like on the floor. And it's this, not every time, but it's this beautiful release. And you just, for the most part, like you lose many of your thoughts or you, you, you become a little bit less attached to your thoughts. It's wonderful. So obviously people were not in that state in the class because they knew the second she left and I peeped open my eyes and they all, like not all of them, but many of them, like every other person picked up their arm and started 
looking at that fucking thing on their hand, their iPhone watch or whatever it is. And I just thought to myself, oh my God, like this is the universe. I've been asking for clarity. I've been asking to take things off the shelf. I've been asking to see the dirty stuff. And again, because I set the intention to do this with love, I had no judgment for these people in the room, but I was kind of terrified. Like I was like, is this what society is coming to? Like we can't even go to a yoga class for an hour without looking at our phones. And I did the same thing because I don't have one of those watch thingies, but I remember going into the yoga room and I went early. I told my husband, I'm going to go early so I can just lay and relax in the yoga room. Well, do you know what I did? I lied there for 10 minutes and then I started thinking about something I needed to check on my phone and I got up out of the yoga room, went into the change room and checked my phone. I would have never done that 10 years ago, you know? And so other patterns I've had to look at, and again, I've looked at the good and the bad. So I spoke already about some of the good, like connecting with beautiful friendships. And what whatever I decide to do, because I'll talk some solutions I found at the end, whatever I decide to do with my phone, I still want to be able to talk to my friends, even though I do think I need to pull back a little bit more um, in this next season. But other things obviously that have been helpful in having a cell phone are like the GPS and the ease of just scanning a, a, a QR code or something, right? If you've registered to go see a show or whatever, as opposed to printing things, obviously my business. But the the bad has, when, as I've been in this, this process of looking at this lovingly, the bad has definitely outweighed the good. And that's why I wanted to record this podcast because I'm I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like decision time. Like, what am I going to do about this? So some of the other things I've been guided to look at are, you know, and some, let me say this, some of the things I've been guided to look at and some of the changes I've made that are helpful are things like removing certain apps from my phone. And I know a lot of people do this, but I have found removing certain apps have been easy. Like Pinterest, I don't need Pinterest anymore. I don't need fast fashion. I've, I have detoxed from that. I used to order from Amazon four or five times a month. Now it's like once every three months and only when I really need something. Like the other day I was making, and I have a whole show coming up about this on health upgrades, but I was making sourdough English muffins and they didn't really turn out and I wanted to buy the little shapers that you can get. Didn't know the next time I was going to be able to get to the store. I was like, fuck it. I'm going on Amazon. So little things like that. But I have completely, uh, and this is a whole other topic, I have stopped unnecessary spending and I don't have the Amazon app on my phone. I love Etsy um, because one of the things I also am moving towards in this time is... Um, I want to I want to continue to buy from small business and small shops, things that are handmade, creatives and artists, as opposed to things like Amazon. And it's funny because that was an intention I set like two years ago, and I really sucked at it at first. So again, it's the same thing. You ask to bring a pattern off the shelf, 
you have to look at it first and see all the addictions or all the shitty parts of it. And then the liberation comes. So I love to go on Etsy sometimes at night when the kids are in bed because I'm already looking for Christmas gifts, beautiful little handmade earrings or like all sorts of things for my kids. My kids are in the phase of dress-up clothes. So I would rather buy dress-up clothes from a beautiful local woman who loves to knit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So knit, whatever. Um, So I have a few things saved on there. And it's not a problem for me at all. I've deleted Amazon, Etsy, Pinterest from my phone. I just go on my computer at night when the kids go to bed if I want to look at that stuff. The other thing that's been working well for me is noticing where I reach for my phone and it's unnecessary. Like, and when you, you guys, when you take this topic off the shelf and you look at it, it's, it's freaking hilarious. I would pull out my phone to do grocery lists. Okay. The other day I'm making an apple pie and we're out of nutmeg. I, I make a note of it in my phone. Now I just pull out a pad of paper. So it's like slowly cutting off and emancipating some of those things. Um, I'm trying to think what else has been working. Yeah, like deleting Facebook. I talked about that. So here's what's not working. What's not working is the constant need to check in. It's like I'm totally addicted to that. And the constant need to scroll. And that's just the ugly part of my my issue here, you know. And I think being a young mom, we all have a story, but the kids go to bed at night. And again, it's like this thing that I do because I'm exhausted. And my husband and I, here's, oh, here's another thing that's been working. My husband and I have been having so many breakthroughs and really having hard conversations about many of these topics and calling each other on it. Like, babe, you're with the kids. Get off your phone. (laughs) Um, We've had to learn how to do that lovingly and forgive ourselves when it's not loving, but we're really holding ourselves to grace and we're learning to grow in our communication around subtle things to keep our house in a state of love and expansion because, and this is like a whole nother podcast topic, but I think the more kids you have, and I can imagine even if you don't have kids, just the state of the world right now, if you're, if we're not talking about a lot of these things, I can imagine what would happen is the shelf starts to just pile up and then it turns into like a dumpster fire and you just don't even have enough water to put out the fire. So that is something I spoke about in great length with my therapist over the years. Um, I started therapy when my brother died. I had a sibling that committed suicide or yeah, took his own life. And um, we, her and I would talk about this all the time, all the time. I think I said that at, at the start, that if it's on the shelf, it's got to come off. Otherwise, it becomes unbearable. And I think this is where, again, I totally believe dharmically, like things will um, – come to an end and it's supposed to. 
it's supposed to in terms of relationships or businesses that aren't that are just not in flow anymore or whatever. But then other times we have to get radically honest with ourselves and be like, okay, hold on. Like I'm an adult. I've been trying to speak to this. <laughs> on social, just this idea of like, we are adults in this world and it's so hard right now, but we have to be freaking adults and not leave our shit on the shelf. Okay. There's my soapbox moment for a second. Um, let me just finish up by talking about, you know, what am I going to do about this cell phone next, this topic? I watched a woman, like I said at the start, I have been watching people online talking about this, but I'm starting to see people take action. A, a woman I watched, Lisa from farm, the blog Farmhouse on Boone, she's somebody who's been so inspiring to me lately. Um, she cooks from scratch and, and she taught me how to make sourdough bread and all these things. But she recently put up a blog post about how she got rid of her cell phone. And I was like, how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> and she said she got like hundreds of emails. And I think, again, people are curious. Um, so she has a cool blog, if you're interested in checking it out, and a YouTube video on her page about how she did it and how she got rid of her cell phone. And I'm not saying I'm going to do this. I'm just curious. It's like the universe is guiding me to look at some of these things. She has actually been um, – you know, she has a full-on blog and YouTube channel. And she's, this is to me, it's like true leadership. These people who go first, oh my gosh, I have so much admiration for. Um, she has been uploading to her Instagram stories, even from her computer. She figured out how to do that. So anyways, she has a cool video on sort of like the pros and cons of what has been happening for her. But the biggest thing that she said, and when she said it, it was like freaking mic drop moment for me, is that getting rid of her phone has brought more mental headspace. Because it's not that, oh, go write down your grocery list. Oh, just go Google that. Oh, go check in with the group chat. Go. It's like, la, la, la. Um, I think the next few years, we're going to be, there's this theme of inner space. Like we're, we're completely transforming from the inside out. That's what my next show is on. The health upgrades that we've implemented. Our organs are detoxifying and literally rebuilding themselves, I believe. I had that vision come to me in like a priestess ceremony I was a part of, and I'm going to talk about that on the next show, but we are completely detoxifying from the inside out. And so I think some of us are being called to this effort to recalibrate with our cell phone relationship because of that. It's just part of our plan right now. So Lisa also talks about how she's using something called the light phone, which is really cool. And it's a minimalist mobile phone company. And you can't like check the internet. You can send texts. You can make phone calls, obviously. And there's like two other features on there. I think you can listen to podcasts and check directions. But she goes more into it. There are limitations, though. She's like, you know, they put the ability to have GPS on here, but it doesn't, I guess it's not fully function functional. Like there are glitches in it. But that gives me hope. Like, when people talk about the new world being created, I'm like, oh God, somebody create something like that, like a minimalist mobile phone, but maybe make it a little bit better <laughs> where there's only those two or three apps that you need and you literally 
can't access anything else. And that's where she says the freedom comes from. So I'm keeping my eye on that. I'm researching it. And I don't know, I guess I'll follow up with you guys on a future episode and where we go with this. What I'm aiming to do right now in the meantime is continue to look at this, continue to have grace for myself, and to just try any solutions that drop in for me and our family. I know like I definitely won't be buying like an Apple Watch or anything like that because I because and it might work for you and that's fine. I I just I think I would be totally addicted and I would look at that fucking thing every 5 seconds. So and maybe people do that and it doesn't affect their mental headspace and I wish I was you, but it does for me. So I'm just going to listen to what solutions come in. And I'd love to hear from all of you on this. Message me on Instagram. Um, and yeah, it's it's hard. This is hard, but we can do hard things. All right, guys. Tune into the next show if you want to hear a little bit more about the health upgrades I feel like the collective is going through because that's another juicy topic. And it's like we're going through all, all of this maybe not everybody, but for me, it feels like we're going through all of this at the same time. And I hope we all get a break soon, but I don't know if that's going to happen. So in the meantime, we love hard, we love each other, and we love ourselves, and we are kind to ourselves first. Okay, friends, talk soon.